Where do you turn for business building ideas that could make you a fortune? If you're an agent or advisor, discover the new online destination for the industry, insurancewebex.com. There you'll get the inside track to exclusive opportunities and industry education that is geared to help you grow your business. Sign up now to become an Insurance WebEx Insider for free access to exclusive web classes hosted by some of the most successful mentors and insurance producers in the industry. Get exclusive free trials and discounts from companies offering consumer leads and prospecting programs. Stay connected to the pulse of the industry with business building webinars, new product launches, and lead generation programs, as well as addressing issues facing the industry. Visit www.insurancewebex.com. That's www.insurancewebex, the letter X, dot com. Quantum Marketing Radio, the marketing podcast for insurance agents and financial professionals. Welcome back to another episode of Quantum Marketing Radio. This month, uh, we've got two surprises for you. First is uh, a guest co-host in Joe Spillman, ECA Marketing's president. And we've got him on today uh, for a couple of reasons. Louie's actually out in Las Vegas uh, trying to win some money in the world professional poker uh, contest and then also uh, Joe is really the leading expert at the FMO level on this DOL fiduciary summit as he's been working feverishly around the clock trying to uh, come up with options for implementation. So uh, the second surprise of course is our guest which is uh, Chip Anderson, the executive director of NAFA and he's going to be one of the keynote speakers at the upcoming DOL Fiduciary Summit. So if you haven't had a chance to register for that, uh, that can help bring you some clarity about how to implement this stuff going forward in 2017. Go to www.dolfiduciarysummit.com to register, and for more information, there is limited seating available. So anyways, I think you're going to find it quite a treat uh, as we cover lots of different things about the state of the industry, uh, all the way to the DOL fiduciary rule. So enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Quantum Marketing Radio. Uh, I'm Jeff Thompson, the co-host, and my, my normal co-host, Louis Hillman, is actually off this week out at the World Series of Poker trying to make millions. Uh, hopefully he has mm-hmm. some good luck out there. Um, in the interim, we have a special co-host, uh, Joe Spillman, president of ECA Marketing. Hey, Joe. Hello. Thanks for being here today. And uh, we have a very special guest, uh, the, the head of probably the most important um, industry trade association for the annuity marketing um, industry and for annuities in general. And um, Joe, since you, you're actually pretty close to him and know him pretty well, why don't you introduce him and give us a little background on him? Absolutely. So uh, I've been part of NAFA for uh, quite a few years now, and obviously most of us that are in the fixed, uh, specifically fixed index marketplace, but uh, they're certainly our best industry advocate and uh, trade group for uh, all the fixed annuities in the, in the industry. And I've had the pleasure to work with Chip now for, let's say, about three years. Uh, I certainly don't have, or if I did have it, I probably wouldn't have time to tell his whole bio in this point, but I can tell you it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to work with Chip and follow uh, what he's done 
to help support our industry and help spread the word of how great the products are that, that we're selling. And, and he's been just an absolute blessing to NAFA and his leadership has helped uh, you know really build uh, the great organization it is today. Uh, I think uh, throughout this call, we want to tell everyone that they should continue to look at supporting NAFA in the same way that a lot of us do now. Uh, but certainly, uh, if you're not a member of NAFA, there's a lot of great resources available for producers out there. And, and I frankly give Chip uh, most of the credit. I'm sure he wouldn't say that. There's a lot of other people that are behind the scenes helping build these resources that are available for producers out in the uh, the field today. Uh, and uh, you know, Chip has just been, like I said, an absolute wonderful addition uh, to NAFA throughout the time that I've been part of the group. And uh, we sure appreciate your time today, Chip. Thank you very much, Joe, and thank you, thank you, and thank you for that very kind introduction. I appreciate it. We have a great staff, and certainly a lot of the credit for what has happened uh, as far as the progress NAFA has made is due to uh, the staff that we have, the great people we have working with us, and the sponsors, uh, certainly like ECA and a lot of the marketing organizations out there who support NAFA. So thank you very much. Well, Chip, if, if it's all right, I'm going to start off with the questions today. Um, we know that uh, there's an aging demographic of agents. Obviously, that's affecting the availability potentially of annuities uh, for baby boomers just because the distribution might not be there. Um, what do you think is the future of attracting new agents into the industry, and how do you think that demographic shift is going to affect the availability of annuities overall? Well, you're, you're exactly right. There is certainly a, a much smaller number of agents, and, and mainly, um, more than people probably realize. We we know there are less agents out there in the business and certainly the average age of the agent of the financial advisors probably in the late 50s or even early 60s, but the education and information that's available has really helped people understand annuities a little bit better over the last 10 or 15 years. And frankly, as Joe mentioned, NAFA has been a part of that. Our, our goal, our mission at NAFA is to educate not only the people in Washington, D.C. or at the state level on, on what annuities are and how they work, but also the general consumer out there to make sure they understand the features and benefits of annuities. Um, we know the number of insurance agents has decreased drastically over the last 30 years. Um, back, I have a really good hold on this, back in 1995, I was president of the Life Underwriters Association, the old uh, NALU, the National Association of Life Underwriters, which is now NAFA. And back when I was president of the local chapter, excuse me, in um, 1995 in Kansas City, we had 140,000 agents around the country who were members of NALU or NAFA, as we call the organization today. Now there are less than 50,000. Uh, members of NAFA. It's still a strong organization. These are the insurance agents and registered reps who are members of that organization. But there's a lot less people out there who are active and involved in that. Um, the opportunities there for young agents coming into the business is very good because of that. There's lots more opportunity. You have about a third less agents, registered reps who are selling insurance products and annuity products out there. Uh, pretty much on an exclusive basis. You have a lot of registered reps who are selling other retirement products, but uh, this is a good opportunity and a great time for young people to come into this business. It's a very good business, as we all know, those of us listening on the call and certainly uh, who are involved in it, but there are not a lot of new people who have been coming in 
through those old career shops that we know of, Prudential, Metropolitan, and on Northwestern Mutual Life, uh, there's only three or four who are still very active in the recruiting area, and many of those uh, companies have pretty much ceased to recruit like they did back in the 80s when they were bringing on new agents year after year after year. So, yeah, it would seem like this is kind of a perfect storm where, uh, you know, we've got retiring agents and less experts really to present these great products, but at the same time, huge consumer demand and need for these products because they're really the perfect fit for a retiring uh, senior, right? You're absolutely correct in that. Yeah, the need is even greater today with people living longer with those demographics, but yet a lot of people retiring who have been in our business for a long time, and the opportunity for young people, I think, is tremendous. And Chip, I got a, a little follow-up thought there for you. Um, you know, you mentioned Peru and Metropolitan. They were such a great uh, kind of training resource to bring agents into the business. Um, you know, in the last, uh, I would say, 15 years of being a marketer, the the most popular way I'm seeing new agents getting brought into the business is, frankly, fathers bringing their sons or daughters into the business and showing them the ropes. Uh, are you seeing any other type of kind of breeding ground for agents to get educated to be successful in this business uh, that you'd like to share? I, I really don't. Not like we had uh, years ago. I, I mean, I've been in this business for 35, 36 years now, and I started with a company, an old mutual company, Provident Mutual Life, and was recruited and started. And basically, every carrier back then, every company was hiring and had a training program for agents. And I think that's pretty much diminished to just maybe five or six of the key uh, career shops out there at this point in time. Are you seeing FMOs or BGAs at all uh, building out training uh, uh, systems for producers? They're not really. They, I, I've really seen them kind of shy away from some of the uh, what I would call green agents or brand new agents. Um, there were some organizations who tried to do that, but I see very few marketing organizations who are doing that because they just don't have the time or the ability to train people from the ground up a brand new agent. Well, I can I can speak to my end from you know being the president of a marketing company here. The regulatory world has gotten so out of control in my point, in my view, that it's very hard to get a good feel on what those uh, green agents might be saying when they're out there on their sales presentations. And if if they're telling the regulatory world that they learned that from our marketing company, as an example, we'd be very afraid of what the consequences might be from a rogue agent saying You're, something they shouldn't be doing. That is correct. Yeah, and. It's what they don't know. It's what the brand new agent does not know that would hurt you as a marketing organization or leave you liable for something that they might do. And I, that's a good segue actually into our next question here, Chip. And uh, yeah, I'll just lead into that by saying, you know, as a marketing company, you know, we're certainly hearing, and I'm sure you're probably hearing a lot more even than I am. Uh, but every day we're hearing from our producers all over the country that are, you know, very concerned about this new Department of Labor fiduciary rule. And what they're probably most concerned about is certainly the the gaudy and the, the robust uh, uh, practices that they're going to have to be used to dealing with and, and the policies and the procedures that they're going to have to be dealing with. Uh, I'm curious from your perspective on how you think this Department of Labor rule, depending on how it turns out, of course, and uh, we're, we're certainly not sure what the end result of this whole thing is going to be, uh, but how that's going to affect the client's ability to get advice from, I guess, the, the few producers that we have left out there in the world as compared to what we used to have? 
Well, as, as you know, Joe, but uh, the audience might not, NASA, our organization has been working on this since uh, April of 2015, uh, about a year and a half ago, when the rule was first proposed. And then the rule, after all the comments, all the things that were being worked on for a year, was re-released just this past April of 2016. It's going to be a real challenge if the rule goes through without any changes at this point. As many of the people on the call might know, there's a number of different lawsuits that have been filed. NAFA, our organization, has filed a lawsuit against the DOL. And our suit is kind of on a fast track compared to the other suits. There are three lawsuits in the state of Texas with the American Council of Life Insurance, ILAC, the Indexed Annuity Leadership Council, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Those three suits have been combined and probably won't be heard until September or October in Texas. There's one other case, one other lawsuit by a group called MSG, and that's being heard in uh, the state of Kansas and Topeka, Kansas, and that's on a similar time frame that NASA's suit is. But we have our hearing on August the 25th, and we'll probably have a good indication by the middle of September or 1st of October in regards to some re resolution on our suit. Clients having the ability to have an agent or a registered rep or an advisor sit down with them and explain the fixed and fixed indexed annuity product available to them is going to change drastically, and here's the reason why. There's going to be much more liability if the Department of Labor, the DOL rule goes through as proposed now because they are going to be liable for the client to come back at the advisor or the agent if they feel they were sold the wrong product. And that's under the best interest contract exemption, exemption BICE, or BIC as some people call it, because the DOL rule says that they have to provide the best product for the client. That's very subjective. And the DOL, in their infinite wisdom, is leaving that um, up to the clients and the client's attorneys to determine if the product was right for the client. We all know there's lots of reasons out there why a client would buy a product, and we certainly feel that a fixed or a fixed indexed annuity is right because of no downside risk, some upside potential, a guaranteed income for life, the safety and security that these products offer, but the attorneys leaving that up to the attorneys or the clients I think I could make a good case to say that the wrong product was sold, no matter what product was sold to the client out there. If you sold a mutual fund, you should have sold a fixed indexed annuity. If you sold a fixed indexed annuity, maybe you should have sold a mutual fund with more upside potential. So it's gonna be difficult going forward if the new DOL rule is actually gone into effect without any changes. Yeah, it kinda sounds like a disaster basically if if it does go into effect, because really, how can anybody sell anything if that environment is this is the stage that's been set? You know. Well, it's important. It's important for the agents and the registered reps for everyone in the financial services industry to know what they're up against. Um, when you leave the door wide open for interpretation, even even compensation, it says a comp. It says the compensation has to be reasonable. Well. What is reasonable compensation? If you leave that up to an attorney, 
I think an attorney could make a case for, for what is not reasonable compensation. Is a 1% fee over a 10 or 15 or 20 year period of time on someone's retirement account better than a 6% upfront commission where they aren't charged any additional fees? Um, I think you can make a case for both sides and leaving it up to the attorneys as the Department of Labor is doing is a disaster for the entire industry, for the clients <laughs> and for the agents or the reps. And, and certainly, Chip, what we're concerned about is if the agents are scared to sell these products, where does that leave you know middle income America as far as getting advice if there's less producers out there uh, selling and promoting these products, they're not going to be able to find this advice. That's exactly right. I, I, I agree with you and so does uh, pretty much the rest of the industry. Let's look at it just from this point of view. If reasonable compensation becomes an issue and 6% for a fixed annuity, a fixed indexed annuity is deemed to be unreasonable and those commissions go down to 3%. Then the advisor or the client, in order to make the same amount of money to support his family, to feed his kids and pay for college education for his kids, would have to sell twice as many annuity products going forward at a 3% commission level if it was cut in half versus the 6% commission level. Well, two things are going to happen. You're going to pick your clients very carefully and you're also going to look for clients with a much higher amount in their retirement account to sell a fixed annuity product to. That fixed annuity product with safety and guarantees and no downside risk. So somebody with $100,000, $200,000, or $250,000 might get overlooked by the advisor because he needs to sell a higher amount in order to make the same amount of money. And he doesn't want to put his business or his family at risk by selling someone only a hundred thousand or a two hundred thousand annuity. We all know in the marketplace, <clears throat> and Joe, especially you through your organization, know what the average size is for most annuities that are sold today. I think it's much less than two hundred or two hundred and fifty thousand per client. So those people with less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in all likelihood going forward, if commissions are reduced and liability is higher, are going to be overlooked in the marketplace, and they're the ones that need our help more than ever. Well, and frankly, we've we've seen that trend already start in our industry with some of the big warehouses. I, I was told recently that uh, one of the big warehouses out of New York has a minimum client net worth of two million dollars, or they won't help that client wow. because it's not worth the risk of uh, consequences that could go wrong, and uh, they, they can't earn enough commissions off clients that don't have that kind of investable asset to put in there. So why, why in the world we want to trend away from helping middle America is beyond me on this rule. The very people that the Department of Labor say they want to help are going to be hurt the most by this absurd rule that they are trying to put out because, as you said, the people with 250 or 300,000 or the middle America people, we know that most of those people don't have more than 300,000. The majority of those people don't have more than three or 400,000 in their retirement account. Those people are not going to get helped. They're going to get overlooked <clears throat> because an advisor can't afford to put his business at risk when the Department of Labor leaves it up to the clients and the client's attorneys if they believe that they were sold the wrong product. Absolutely. Well, I think we should move on from the Department of Labor discussion to something a little more positive and a little more fun for our producers that are listening on the call today, which is uh, what ECA really stands behind. Uh, and, and 
we we're, we're really identified in the industry as a marketing company that likes educating our producers and helping our producers find you know different ways and different uh, things that they can do to market their business and be more successful in their business. Uh, so with that being said, I'd like to turn this over to Jeff to ask you a couple more questions that frankly I think are uh, a little bit related to something a little more positive. Yeah, well, we'll that'd be great. Here. Sure. Obviously, you can't separate the regulatory environment from marketing, but. Um, obviously, you've been in the industry a long time and in different roles from what I understand uh, that Joe has uh, mentioned about your background. Uh, you know, today as an agent in the industry, whether you're experienced or new, uh, what would you do today to be successful, you know, in marketing annuities? I, I've actually uh, thought about this for, for quite a bit since you all proposed the questions to me. And as an agent or registered rep, I would certainly educate myself uh, on all of the products that are available for my client's retirement needs. That, that way I can educate my client and they can make a logical decision on what is best for their retirement plan, their retirement portfolio. And here, here's why I would expand on that a little bit. Once the client understands the products av available for them, and we all know what those are, mutual funds, variable annuities, stocks, bonds, uh, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, whatever that might be, SPIAs. Once you have a pretty good knowledge of that, as we in the financial services business do, you can make a good proposal or a good recommendation to a client. Once the client understands what their options are out there, just like buying a car, you know, if they understand how a truck works and how a sedan works and how a little Volkswagen bug works and the benefits of those things or a sport utility vehicle, they can make a logical decision on what they need to go forth on transportation needs. Same thing holds true on retirement needs. If they're willing to take the risk and they don't mind losing 10 to 20% of their portfolio in a down market, they can go with mutual funds or stocks or whatever. If they can't afford to take a risk, they need to take a product or get a product that has no downside risk or very, very limited downside risk. Education, and, and certainly we look at that, but education is really the key there. The agents and the reps need to be educated on all the products out there, certainly not every single one, what products are available, and the client needs to understand how those products work too. I'm a firm believer in, in the fact that Clients will not buy a product they don't understand unless they're uh, really just bullied into it, which I don't think any of our reps or any of our advisors do. But once they understand it and understand the features and benefits, they'll buy the right product or put the right product in their portfolio that an agent suggests to them. Well, I think uh, we're, on that note, we're going to actually take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back with more from Chip Anderson. Change is coming. Will my business survive the post-DOL rule? Who will be my financial institution? What should I do? Where should I go for answers? What are my options? Am I a fiduciary? This overwhelming list of questions is very real to many producers. No one knows exactly what the rule is going to look like. But ECA has brought together a team of expert industry leaders that will clarify the rule as it stands today and give their educated thoughts on what our future business will look like in this industry. Register now. Seats are filling fast. DOLFiduciarySummit.com Okay, welcome back to Quantum Marketing Radio. Uh, today we're talking with Chip Anderson. 
and learning more about how the regulatory environment is changing and um, how to market in, in uh, the insurance and annuity business today. And on that note, I think we left off with just talking about how education was uh, an important factor in really getting not only agents uh, successful at selling annuities, but also uh, for the clients to really understand them and buy them. Once they really fully understand it, uh, they're much more likely to be attracted to the features and benefits of an annuity. Um, so Chip, just as a follow-up question, you know, obviously in the internet age, uh, you know, does the aging demographic, do, they, do these retirees uh, make use of the internet as part of their their decision? And how, how do you see, uh, you know, digital media affecting interest in annuities overall? I, I think they do, and, and certainly much more uh, than we think they do. There's, there's a lot that has been done as far as research on how much usage there is in the marketplace by uh, retirees to look things up not just on for guys that are making a tea time using the internet or people searching out for cars or information sales or whatever shopping online but even researching and doing background searches for information that they want to know more about and certainly annuities and retirement products fall into that category for those that use the internet and for those that do that they look at that that's why I think it's important for agents and registered reps in the marketplace today to have a presence out there, to have a website, and to explain to the people what they do. Because many times, in checking backgrounds for agents or reps, they will go to their computer and try and look them up online to get a background and get a little more information on the agents or the reps. That goes hand in hand with them searching out information on annuity products. And in addition to that, I don't think anything takes the place of a face-to-face -face conversation with the client. I don't think products are sold as much on the internet, whether it's life insurance products or annuities or securities products. Certainly people have accounts that they work at online as far as some trading, but I don't think sales are made on fixed annuity products or life insurance for that matter on the internet as people expected that to take over you know, 15 years ago or around the you know, 2000s. I do think that a face-to-face -face conversation with someone that the people, the clients can trust is the way that sales are going to be made and continue to be made uh, now and in the future. Well, that's good news for everyone listening today, obviously, because we you know, are big advocates of the independent advisor and feel that that's really the best way for these products to be distributed uh, because of that educational component and opportunity. Um, so, uh, just as a follow-up question, I know you mentioned that educating consumers is really kind of the, you think, maybe the best way to sell these days. Um, is, there a, is there a challenge in, in marketing annuities today from your perspective? You know, maybe, uh, I mean, obviously we've touched on regulatory issues, but other than regulatory? You know, what are the big challenges? For I, I think there is. I, I think the biggest problem for the agent is, and the registered rep certainly, is keeping up uh, with all the products out there in the marketplace. I, I think just keeping up with all the products from one carrier and certainly all the paperwork involved in that. We know that over the last 10 years, the paperwork has just gotten crazy due to suitability and compliance issues. But keeping up with how the products work, keeping up with the 
options that the client has on those products is uh, really a difficult thing, not only for the agent and the rep, but also for the marketing organization out there. The marketing organization, it's very key for them to be working with carriers and supply those carriers' products to the agents out there after they've vetted out how the products work themselves as far as the marketing organization is concerned, and presenting those products that they think have some of the best features and you know that the carrier stands behind. All those things are important, and as products change and as new products come to the market, that's really a challenge to keep up with a lot of that information. Um, I know as a marketing organization, it's probably difficult for Joe to keep track and all of his people who support the agents out there to keep track of all those different products and make sure they understand you know, the features and benefits to explain those and educate the agents on that. So that's, that's probably one of the biggest challenges out there, I think, is just keeping up with all the information and all the opportunities that we have on the changes in the products and the updates on the carriers and things like that. It's a very fast-changing environment and it's difficult to keep track of everything. Yeah, you know, a little follow-up to that, Chip. When I started doing this uh, 17 years ago, actually, marketing fixed annuities, you know, it was, it, the majority of the conversation was built around the sales process that producers needed to learn to be more effective at selling product. And, you know, the interesting transition to where I believe we're at today, and I, I frankly think our marketing company is ahead of the curve on that, is it's really not training reps on how to be better salesmen it's educating reps on how they can be better educators to their clients. And that's certainly something we're very proud of at ECA that you know we have educational platforms where we bring our advisors in all the time and help educate them on what we think is important that they can put in front of their clients to help those clients make, like you suggested earlier, an educated decision about a product that may or may not, frankly, be a fit for their portfolio. Uh, and, and that's, you know, it, certainly we've seen the industry kind of go that direction over these years. And I think it takes that eyeball face-to-face -face conversation more now when it's an education process rather than a sales process than really ever before. Uh, those are very good points, Joe. You're, you're exactly right. I, I would agree with, with all of that. It has changed from what it was before as far as a sales process to an education process. Um, so the next question on here, Chip, is uh, what are the most important things an agent can do to help support the availability of these fixed annuities and fixed index annuities today to help protect their business? Well, well, certainly we want to make these products available, and I think these are long-term products, not just as far as the client purchasing them, but I think these products are going to be around for a long time. For for those of us that are older, and I'm 64 years old, which is important for people to understand as far as my viewpoint on these products, I'm now looking for a product, coincidentally, I'm looking for a product in my retirement years that has no downside risk. I can't afford to lose any of the principal once I've accumulated the money in my retirement account. No downside risk, some upside potential. I'm not as interested in upside potential as I am concerned about losing my principal. And I'm looking for a guaranteed income you know, for the rest of my life, an income that my wife and I cannot live. So all of those things I think benefit with the demographics and some of the things that we've talked about today, the long-term opportunities for fixed and fixed indexed annuities in our marketplace. With that in mind, I think what an agent can do is to support the organizations that really focus on those. NAFA, the only products that we focus on and support are fixed and fixed indexed annuity products. And you need an advocate for your 
interest in selling those products, and NAFTA is that advocate. We're a trade group, and we go to Washington, D.C., do a lot of things for you to promote the benefits of the products with our senators and congressmen. We just had a meeting the first part of June to do that with over 250 visits to senators and congressmen to talk about the DOL rule, number one, but also to support fixed annuity products. Uh, we have sales help as regards to information on our website for our members. We also do webcasts on a regular basis every month to get information up to, get people in, up to speed with information on products out there. And we're advocates for all of our members and even the carriers and our vendors in our industry to make sure that people have a clear understanding on the benefits and the features of fixed annuity products. So become a member down, the quick and dirty answer is become a member of your organization that supports fixed annuities. And just a quick follow-up on that, Chip. Uh, I think that most people uh, have a clear path to joining NAFA, but maybe for those that don't know, is uh, is it a difficult thing to do? Is there some kind of a certification, or is it a real expensive proposition to join NAFA? Or what, what would that support look like? Thank you for that lead in. No, it's very easy. If they just go to NAFA, N-A-F-A dot com, there's an opportunity to join there. It's very inexpensive. Uh, it's $199 normally if they join. Uh, through the webcast, through which we'll give you that code and information on that. Through the generosity of ECA, we will cut that in half. We'll cut that fee in half from $199 to $99. That's a one-year membership. There's no certification. Um, you just have to be in the business as an agent or a registered rep and be selling annuity products and be a supporter of the fixed annuity products in our marketplace. Oh, that's a great deal. So obviously all, all that uh, support you might get in the next few weeks here hopefully will go a long ways towards uh, um, your efforts in Washington. So, Yes, we need your help. We need your help to join NAFA and help support us in that regards to uh, fight the Department of Labor rule. And uh, it's going to be probably a long fight, but it's also going to be an expensive one. So I would ask you, uh, from from my perspective, to really consider joining NAFA and support us financially in that with your membership. That's a good way to help uh, make sure that these annuity products are there for the future. Chip, is there is there a special link then that agents should go to, or we can uh, we're going to send that out uh, or put that on our podcast? We'll we'll have that for you, so you can send that out to the agents. Yes, right after this. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have it um, you know under the uh, the podcast episode when we post this. So, uh, for all you listeners out there, if you go to the uh, um, quantummarketingradio.com website and look for this episode with Chip Anderson, uh, you'll see the link underneath where you can actually go and get that a very good discount on becoming a member. All right. Um, well, as far as uh, the outlook in the industry, obviously you have a long term positive outlook on the products themselves. Uh, what opportunities do you see, you know, the industry um, developing? Um, and really what's not been capitalized on that an agent might be able to take advantage of? Um, that's a really good question. And, and I think one that is easy to put in perspective, but it's harder for people that have just been in this business probably for 15 or 20 or 25 years. Um, I started in this business back in 1980, 
but I think it would surprise a lot of people to know some timelines in regards to the fixed annuity business. Fixed annuity products really did not start to become popular until the mid-80s, like the sale and the growth of fixed annuity products. Fixed indexed annuities did not become popular uh, until less than 20 years ago, the late 90s. First products came out in regard, right around 1996 in regards to fixed indexed annuities as we know them today. So they've had really a short period of time. Now, fast forward a few more years, just 10 years ago, less than 10 years ago, income, guaranteed income riders on those fixed and fixed indexed annuities just started to become popular. So for the last 10 years, the sale of the guaranteed income riders uh, certainly has helped propel that. We will constantly have new and innovative features and benefits on the annuity products, but in real perspective, the fixed, the fixed indexed annuities and the guaranteed income riders have really been around for a short period of time when you consider other products in the marketplace like mutual funds or variable annuities or even uh, life insurance products that have been around for well over 100 years and the sale of life insurance on a permanent basis is still going very strong in different products that they have. So I think the opportunities really are, are tremendous and when you couple that with the demographics, people living longer, needing security and safety and guarantees with their retirement accounts, and also a guaranteed income rider as people are living well into their 80s and 90s, those things make this business and our industry on the annuity side extremely attractive for agents and reps to continue to sell those products. Um, once you're in retirement and you have in your portfolio a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity with a guaranteed rider, uh, you should feel pretty comfortable. And I think the more we can get our message out, uh, the more those sales are going to increase. Well, it sounds like since all the changes that have really evolved over the last 30 years or so, since the 80s, um, consumers probably aren't aware of all the tremendous benefits and features in these products. Is that one of the issues, that there's just not a huge consumer awareness of the product and all the things that they can do? Well, we know uh, that's a very good point, and we know that people kind of put things off. Um, sadly, in our in our country, a lot of people put off saving for retirement until they reach around the age of 50 or 55. Very few people plan 30 or 35 years ahead for retirement. Those that do will have a very successful retirement. But in that same vein, if people aren't really planning for retirement until they get to be 55 or 60 or so, then they really haven't studied their options on what type of products are available out there. So a lot of the people, you're absolutely right, a lot of the people don't know much about these products and particularly know the details on the benefits and features on the products and how a guaranteed income writer works. Normally the first time people hear about a fixed indexed annuity with a guaranteed income writer is when they sit down with an advisor an advisor explains the product to them. Yeah, one, one interesting thing that I, I think falls in this opportunities category, Chip, and I'd love to get your input on it as well, is I know that uh, my father worked 40 years in a factory, and, and when the, the day he decided to retire, funny enough, happened to be on his 40-year anniversary, he went up to the benefits department and asked how much his pension would pay. And as it turned out, his pension paid him $5 more per month than what he was earning working his full-time shift. Uh, uh, overtime was set aside for that, 
um, but he decided because it was $5 more a month that he could earn working that it made a lot of sense for him to spend more time at home and enjoy some, some other activities in life that he was looking forward to. Where the opportunity, I think, lies in there is exactly what we're talking about with these fixed annuities is the, the fixed annuities, in, in my eyes, and I think most people would agree, uh, have one of the best, if not only, guaranteed income solutions available for consumers out there that are no longer retiring with pensions. They're retiring with what we call a pile of money. Of course, we always hope everyone's got a big pile of money and they were good savers, but we know a lot of them have a smaller pile than what they're hoping to have. Uh, and the fixed annuity or fixed index annuity and even variable annuity in some cases uh, with a guaranteed income rider solution available for them or a immediate annuity uh, structured properly can look a lot like a monthly income stream like my father is enjoying from his pension. A very good point and, and as is the case with some of the people out there, they would not want to leave a great old saying is not leave all their eggs in one basket if it was in a company's pension plan, which there are very few of those around anymore, but still quite a few when you look at the percentage basis, or the company stock plan, or leave it with the company that they were working for if it wasn't in a separate account. And that's certainly a consideration. You want to have the flexibility to do what you want to do with the money. The guaranteed income writers, as we know, lets the client start and stop those writers in many cases with the products. And have the diversity that they're not with the company's stock plan anymore if they're retiring from a company and have that company still controlling their retirement money. It's much better, in my opinion, to move that money out to a product with an insurance company and have much more flexibility with that money and the guarantees that a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity policy offers you uh, in, in the marketplace today. So Chip, I've got probably one last question for you here since we're, uh, we're actually closing in on uh, the end of our episode. Um, it seems odd to me that you know consumers love pensions if they can get one. They seem to love getting their social security check and it's very politically popular. Both of these are a type of annuity essentially. Um, why is it that you think sometimes in the popular financial press that annuities get a bad rap? Um, that's a very good question, but I easy one to answer. They've always heard about if they work for a company that has a pension plan. They've always heard about the company pension plan, and you know when you retire, you get the gold watch, and the company pays you uh, the pension out for the rest of your life. That's kind of the dream that somebody has if they work for a company for thirty plus years, forty years, which we don't see very often anymore, unlike uh, Joe's dad, somebody working for a company for that long. Many people leave companies and that's why, you know, they have 401k plans now and it moves, <clears throat> they can move that money a little bit. The same thing holds true as far as the American dream when you start receiving that social security check from the government. Everybody thinks that's kind of the best way to live in retirement is to start cashing that social security check only because for 30, 40, 50 years, Everybody's heard about that. Well, I'll get my Social Security check and I can live easy. Well, that's not necessarily the case anymore, particularly with the way the government is and the challenge that we have with the Social Security program. Not saying that that program is going to go out, go away. Far from it. It'll probably still be here. <clears throat> but we all know it's not funded very well. If they can do the same thing where they can pick and choose and have a lot more flexibility with the annuity product, 
that's the educational part that we've talked about so much on this phone call. Once people see that they have options, they aren't going to change certainly their social security, <clears throat> but if they have better options than leaving the money in a pension plan or in a 401k plan and moving it to a fixed annuity product with a guaranteed income rider, they just haven't heard about that for 20 or 30 years because the products haven't been popular for that long. <clears throat> Knowing that there's better options out there for a new cell phone, once you look at that and see what options you have on a new cell phone, a new iPhone, why would you still carry that cell phone that you carried for 10 years with the old technology 10 years ago that you can't do a text or you can't do emails or anything else? I look at that similarly. These products have evolved and are much better options than some of the things that people have known about for 30 years. An interesting chip that it's kind of all of our conversation here on marketing and sales practices and, and even the, uh, the government regulatory world, to me all kind of goes back to that educational piece and how important it is as advisors to be educating their consumers and themselves on the, the, you know, the, the intricate features of these products to make sure that the consumers understand exactly what they are and how they can be a strong benefit for them in their retirement years. Right. Yeah, it's not, like we've said, it's not a sales process anymore. It's an educational process. And once they understand and really completely understand the benefits and features, they can make the decision for themselves. Then they're a buyer and you're not being sold a product. You're actually telling the advisor, this is what I want for my retirement money. Well, it would seem that more people would want to have their own private personal pension, essentially, which they can build with these products. So um, That's exactly right. Well, we are up against the uh, the end of our episode here, so I want to say thanks so much for, for uh, being on Quantum Marketing Radio today. I'm sure all our listeners will get a lot out of it and uh, and for sharing your wisdom with everyone. Um, yeah, I'd like to jump in also, Chip, and just say thank you for not only spending time with us today, but thank you for what you do. Thank you for being a voice out there for us uh, fixed annuity people and the consumers out there alike. <laughs> fighting the strong fight to help make sure these products are still available to the independent or the individuals out there of the world and helping fight for something that's really a good fight. So thank you so much for all your efforts. Thank you for doing so. And uh, I'd like to remind everyone uh, there will be a, a link attached on here. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a requirement, frankly, if you're in the fixed annuity world at all. If you sell these products, if you offer these products to your consumers, uh, I don't think it's. I don't want to encourage it. I want to act like it's a requirement that you should have to be part of the only industry advocate out there and NAFA and the only firm out there that's helping us make sure that these products are available and that they're strong and that we have a good uh, opportunity to sell them going forward. Thank you very much. I appreciate being being a guest on the show and I appreciate your comments in regards to NAFA. Look forward to helping you all any way that we can. Well, thanks again, Chip. Thanks everyone for uh, listening and check back again in a month. We'll have a new episode for you. Are you independent? Be part of the cutting edge in fixed life and annuity marketing for the independent agent and advisor. Discover the ECA Advantage where you'll find the marketing systems, training, products, and expert support you need to take your business to the next level. Sign up now for your free ECA Advantage Network account to get access to ECA's Knowledge is Power 2016 Keynote Video Series, where Kim O'Brien discusses the DOL ruling. For more information, call ECA Marketing today at 800-356-4189 or visit our website, ecamarketing.com.
Thank you for downloading our podcast. Find out more about the quantum marketing system at quantummarketingsystem.com.